My dude. What is up? What's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We're good. Sweet, sweet. How's it going, man? Happy Friday. Yeah, man. It was a fight to get here, but we're here, baby. We're here. We're here. It's been a big week. Uh, you know, kind of just a quiet week here in America. Uh, <laughs> going on. I think we're, we've all been able to just kind of sit back and relax a little this week. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's it, it's been a crazy week. But as I always say, the highlight of going into the weekend is getting to hop on here and talk about professional wrestling, the greatest sport in the world with my boy Jay Cal and uh, right here on the Friday Hot Tag. So thanks everyone who is joining us live, everyone who's watching us later. Uh, drop a comment, let us know your thoughts on uh, what we're going to talk about today. But what we're going to talk about today uh, is just kind of a little bit of reflecting um, throughout this pandemic and, uh, you know, a lot's happened. The, uh, you know, hiatus that the NWA went on. We've been exposed to a lot of, of new talent and things like that through uh, avenues like UWN Primetime Live, which we're talking about a lot now in their partnership with the NWA. But the question that Jay Cal and I wanted to discuss today is in terms of the pandemic, and a lot of, a lot of people have called this the empty arena era uh, or things like that, but who has jumped out as somebody who's really made a name for themselves during this time who who despite the circumstances has been able to really up their game up their visibility uh when it comes to professional wrestling because there's a few people on that list for me um but jay cal i'll throw it over to you first in in this pandemic and this empty arena era who has stuck out in your mind as somebody who has really upped their game and has really gotten over well I mean, let's, there's a lot of names that we could sit here and and throw up because, uh, you know, with such a hard pivot with everything that happened with the pandemic pause is what I like to call it. Uh, You know, the cream of the crop always seems to rise to the top. Um, And like I said, there's a bunch of names on there, but I don't know. I don't know if there's a name more uh, applicable to this question than the the man I talked to last night, Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight, who let's not let let's not mix it up here. He's always been a great wrestler. He's always been great on the mic. He's gotten better and better every year that he's been in the sport. What I will say is that he seems to be really killing it with taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to himself. You know, as we were closing out 2019. An injury sidelined him, kept him out of the PP3 Cup. He wasn't able to compete in that tournament. Um, He basically wasn't on TV for a while with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood as he was healing up from the injury. But when he came back, man, it wasn't just with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He started making appearances, New Japan strong. You know, he was an indie guy. I, I mean, this is this is not somebody who's been training with the LA Dojo for months and months and months. This isn't a Dojo guy that Shibata's been training or a guy who's got this long storied career. This is a guy who's just very talented and caught Rocky Romero's attention. This is a guy who gets out there and just goes after it. 
So not only did we see him debut uh, on the series of uh, matches that were airing on New Japan World, you know, it's the Lions Break Collision or the New Japan Strong, whatever you want to call it. He's been a part of it since day one, since they've been airing on uh, on uh, uh, New Japan World. So he's been killing it there. And then Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they partner him up with Pablo Esco. And as a tag team, honestly, one of my favorite tag teams in all of United Wrestling Network right now is the, the Bodega. They just kill it. The promos are great. The tag team wrestling is great. I've been very excited to see the growth of, uh, of Danny Limelight and Pablo Esco in such a short amount of time. Of course, he's been on like three episodes of Primetime Live. And every, every time he wrestles, it's like, God, he's so good. How did he get so good? I'm, I've been watching this kid for years, and he keeps getting better and better and better. And then, and then, the, the coup de gras of all this is now he's appearing in AEW on their AEW Dark, AEW Dynamite. And he's doing it in such a fashion that he's doing four a week. Where if you turn on your television, there's like a 40% chance he's going to be on the wrestling you're watching. And that is <laughs> yeah. pretty damn phenomenal. I mean, and that's that's not hyperbole the, the man used to say get your cameras ready and every time he comes out to the ring you see something exciting you see something that you might not have ever seen before but all in all you see a kid out there who's putting his heart and soul into the business i don't know that there's any better answer than danny limelight yeah i mean danny obviously is a, a great friend of both of our shows i know you did an interview with him uh, a couple months back and then as you mentioned he was on uh, your live show last night so if you guys that are watching this haven't checked that out uh, go to the Alliance blog on YouTube and check out that show uh, he was on our show a couple of weeks ago the, the primetime live after show right after he had wrestled a match like he was literally like <laughs> out of the shower and came onto our show so just a, you know a, a phenomenal wrestler but also just a great guy uh, so not a lot of, of people deserve it more than him. Um, and you're right, man. I mean, he has upped his exposure. He's upped his, his game, man, when it comes to, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know who Danny Limelight was before the pandemic. And now I'm very aware of him. Uh, and as you said, multiple times a week, I'm aware of him. Um, so <laughs> he is definitely on that list in that same vein. Uh, for me, and this is this is uh, highly relevant because today is November 6th uh, and tonight is Mission Pro Wrestling, Hell Hath No Fury, but you can't have this conversation without talking about Thunder Rosa, uh, the now for former sure. NWA Women's World Champion. Um, and she, her, her trajectory began um, before the pandemic, obviously, when she gained uh, the NWA Women's World Championship, uh, but it, it it just seemed when you look at the the pandemic pause as you call it it seemed that during this time nobody really seemed to take control of their own destiny quite like thunder rosa did uh she not only was determined not to lose a step but she was determined to continue progressing to continue to get even more over and i think a lot of people were playing defense and were saying okay i just don't want to lose you know what i've what i've worked on i don't want to uh take a step back but she was like no i'm gonna take 10 steps forward so what did she do she launched the the thunder rosa destruction tour you know 2020 and she launched mission pro wrestling shows tonight's the second one so far in the last uh three months and so it's like she she kind of took the bull by the horns so to speak 
and got herself over. She, to your point, has also appeared on AEW. She's been on a pay-per-view. She's been on AEW Dynamite. Um, and so she became a fixture on there. And now that the NWA women's title is now a fixture on there. Um, so, I mean, she really just, uh, she killed it, man. And I don't know if anybody even compares to her in terms of what she's done utilizing social media, uh, utilizing podcasts. I know you had an interview with her in the past few months. Uh, She's been on our show a couple of times. So again, another person who is just uh, great friends of both of our shows, but she she just really was determined and accomplished it to move herself forward. And now she's a prominent part of conversations. She's stirring the pot in terms of if she's going to stay at NWA, if she's going to move on to somewhere else or anything like that. But um, so, I, and I mean, yeah, so uh, Dr. Rob is here in the chat. He's actually on his way to Texas to uh, be at Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament out of hell. Uh, so, oh, thanks. He says our beards are looking glorious. You know, I did, I did Coleman before this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thunder Rose is definitely a name on that. Another name that uh sticks out to me and this is more of a joke just because if you watch our show you know uh but i've just become very aware of alexander hammerstone in during this pandemic mostly because gary horn has a massive man crush on him and will not stop stop talking about him um but it's a name that i heard a little bit before the pandemic but uh during this pandemic pause it seems that he's really uh amplified himself and he's been a part of uh, several different promotions and he's obviously appeared on UWN Primetime Live again he's appeared on your show uh, a couple of weeks back and so you know he's just one of these guys that he doesn't seem to have slowed down either because of this pandemic and has really continued moving forward what are your thoughts on Hammerstone? Oh gosh Uh, you know a few years ago I had went to a wrestling promoter out here in Southern California and I name dropped Hammerstone and, and this promoter looked me dead in the eye and said, I'm not going to use that guy. And I'm like, what? And he goes, he's just a body guy. He's, he's a poor man's Brian Cage. And I just looked at him like, oh, okay, man. Oh, okay. And I dropped it. I did, you know, I didn't go for bat for him and now I kind of feel bad, but it's not like my pool. Ha- I, it's not like I have a lot of pool anyways, but I got to the first time I really saw Hammerstone in the ring was uh, as part of the Ring Warriors show down in Las Vegas. And I went to the uh, first taping, and he wrestled Eli Drake. And that match was really good, not because of, you know, it was so technically sound, but because you had two heavyweights, genuine heavyweights, not guys who were big for their size or who were really tall, really fat, two guys who look like wrestlers, who have that look, but not just the look, they have the ability. I think if you call Hammerstone just a body guy, you're selling that dude so, so short. Mm-hmm. And having spoken to him and, and understanding what he's all about, uh, he's he is an untapped resource. Working for MLW, that's great, man. But this guy should be in AEW. This guy should be in the WWE. By all means, he is a star in the making. And much like to your point with Thunder Rosa, much like Danny Limelight, he's a guy that's got all the talent in the world, and if given the opportunity, he's going to crush it. Now, whether that means if it's still MLW, that means becoming the MLW world champion, beating Jacob Fatu down the road, so be it. 
and that means losing the middleweight title and moving on to maybe the National Wrestling Alliance, moving to Impact Wrestling, moving to AEW. It, I just don't see a world where Hammerstone isn't one of the top guys uh, in the heavyweight division of any promotion. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the unfortunate things when when you look at a guy that looks like Hammerstone, there is a tendency because there has been so many guys that were just a body guy and they didn't really back it up with the talent. It's easy to look at a guy like that, but if you've ever seen him in the ring, if you've ever seen him uh, part of a feud and carrying out a storyline, you know that he's not just a body guy. Uh, he just It's just a very happy accident that he looks, and I actually said this on our show when we were talking about his first appearance on UWM Primetime Live, he looks like wrestling. Like if you look at Hammerstone, it's like if wrestling, if pro wrestling just became a person, it would be Alexander Hammerstone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, but fortunately, as you mentioned, he's got the talent and the ability to back it up and really uh, elevate himself in the ring. And so he's definitely somebody uh, to keep an eye on. Um, who else is on your list, Jay Cal? So, and, and, and I'm sorry that I'm sticking so much with these United Wrestling Network guys, but this guy I think is... Again, hugely underutilized in the world of professional wrestling. Damn near retired at the beginning of the year. But now he holds two championships in, in the United Wrestling Network world, and that means the Hollywood Heritage Championship and the Arizona State Championship. I'm talking about Ray Rosas. Now, he's only had one appearance on Primetime Live, had a hell of a match with Kevin Martinson, BHK. But... This is, again, another guy who AEW's sniffing, man. AEW has brought him in twice to wrestle on his on their shows. And besides that, I mean, before the pandemic paused, he was wrestling weekly for uh, Millennium Pro Wrestling out here in Southern California. He trains students. He trains, um, you know, the next class of wrestlers. Um, he, he, he could be a manager. He could be a wrestler. He's got so much unrealized potential. And as, uh, you know, Hollywood or Hollywood news just reported or not reported, but said, Rosas, come on now. <laughs> He's the guy I'm talking about, of course. And, and again, um, he can be used in, in many different ways. I mean, we we're talking about how Danny Limelight can go from a tag team wrestler to a cruiserweight to, you know, he can fill in many roles. Same thing with Ray Rosas. He's not the high flyer that Danny Limelight is, but he certainly can put together a great match. He can be utilized in a tag team. Again, he could be a manager. Um, he's he, He's got it all. Um, he used to team with uh, Pretty Peter Avalon, and, and I know you hear that, you know, in AEW, he's shedding that librarian uh, image and he's becoming pretty Peter Avalon again. It wouldn't be shocked to see Ray Rosas get that call up to AEW and they would reform PP Ray in a, in a place where tag team wrestling is celebrated. That would be a definitely a good tag team I'd like to see. Absolutely. I, I've, I've become exposed to Ray Rosas through, um, through UWN Primetime Live. Just another... Uh, great benefit of, of that show, that pay-per-view coming out and just being exposed to guys like this that, you know, I agree with you, man. We're going to see him do some big things. Um, he's made a name for himself. He's uh, really upped his game and, and that's some cool context there for his connection with uh, Avalon and stuff like that. So uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, you know, AEW and WWE, just, just some people who in those um, uh promotions have gotten themselves over but there is a, a caveat here a tie-in uh for aew i've got to mention eddie kingston i mean eddie kingston went went into the pandemic 
uh, a uh, you know a part of the NWA as much as we uh, hated to see him leave. He left and signed with AEW after having a stellar match as a free agent with Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. Uh, was signed and has literally he we're on the cusp of his second AEW World Title match. Um, and so if you don't if you don't acknowledge that as somebody who took their career to the next level during this pandemic. And you don't know what you're talking about because Eddie Kingston is a guy who, uh, during this pandemic, has signed with a major wrestling promotion that is on national television every week. And on top of that, has had uh, about to have his second match for the world title in that promotion. So, Eddie Kingston, hats off to you, brother, because you have uh, really, really amplified yourself during this pandemic. Um, I, you know, a, another name, obviously, in that conversation is Ricky Starks, but. I, I would say, and this is no shade on Ricky Starks, but he hasn't had a world title match in AEW. He's he's doing great, but not Eddie Kingston level great. Uh, and again, no shade on Ricky. He's incredible and he's doing some great stuff. Um, but J. Cal, anyone in AEW, WWE that sticks out to you as as someone who's really up, up their game during this pause? Well, I mean, I just want to go back to Eddie Kingston for a minute and and, and talk about that because we talk about talent being underutilized and as much as we love NWA and the NWA power experience that we had uh, last year where we saw all these talents just kind of, again, rise to the top. Eddie Kingston was a guy who, you know, admittedly, they didn't give him a whole lot to do. They didn't put him in the top storyline. And, you know, Nick Aldis is famous for saying, uh, going from a punchline, so prime time, I, I think I just butchered that, but you know what I'm saying. To, he went to from to a headline. Thank you. He went from you know what 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 was Eddie Kingston really doing in the NWA to now he's main eventing full gear. I mean that mm-hmm. talk about taking th- the destiny into your own palms, your own hands, and working it and getting into that spot. You can't take that away from Eddie Kingston, and uh, I just again you, he needs to be celebrated, man. Um, as far as uh, looking at that greater picture, you know, the one of the tag teams that um, I'm, I'm going to step back a little bit. I'm going to talk about Ring of Honor. I'm going to talk about John Gresham. Mm-hmm. He was a tag team champion with, um, you know, uh, he doesn't go by the Macho Man anymore, but Jay Lethal. Uh, you know, they, they, they were a tag team. They're already successful, but then they brought in this pure wrestling tournament. And this pure wrestling tournament really saw the next level of John Gresham, an evolution, if you will. And the entire like division, it really created something different than what you were seeing on WWE, different than what you're seeing on Impact or or AEW or even Primetime Live. You were getting like pure wrestling. And uh, as a fan of professional wrestling, I love that. And, and you have to tip your hat to John Gresham, Ring of Honor, for putting together that tournament. But furthermore... Uh, standing out in a tournament like that. And I think that's pretty cool. And I think that's another example of a guy who during this pandemic has stepped his game up. Absolutely, man. And I, I, uh, I haven't had um, as much time to dive into Ring of Honor. I've heard a lot of great things about that tournament. And certainly Jonathan Gresham is a name that I've been familiar with, um, but interested to go uh, go see his progression and, and all of that and what he's doing in Ring of Honor since they've returned. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole gist of this conversation is that just because a pandemic has happened and things have paused doesn't mean pro wrestling has paused. It doesn't mean that opportunities have not been there for people to elevate their careers, for people to elevate their status. Um, you could even argue that there's more opportunity because a lot of people have took their foot off the gas and have been coasting through this pause. And so it's really opened the door for um, a lot of guys and girls to really uh, step in and you know become a lot more visible and up their status in the pro wrestling world. So uh, before we sign off, J. Cal, anybody else on your list that you want to mention, highlight, um, just point out as someone who is, has elevated themselves? Well, I mean, you got to talk about, you know, when you look, when you look at WWE, you got to look at what what's interesting to you, what what appeals to you. And um, I know I'm going to butcher the name, but with MVP. Uh, and the hurt, I think it's the hurt, the hurt, hurt locker. Hurt business. Is it? Hurt business. <laughs> hurt hurt locker is a movie, not connected. It's a great, great but, movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, but they they really kind of distinguish themselves as you know they were kind of meandering in the in the mid card, and it wasn't really they weren't really getting over. But you know the hurt, they're just really getting like you said, they're in business. People mm-hmm. are talking about it. And I think that was a good angle from the WWE or if it's these guys who came up with the deal. Um, it really started changing the way that I looked at that team. And I know it's kind of a playoff of what they were doing in Impact, which is kind of cool. Like, how often do you see a storyline from Impact transition in the WWE? But it's kind of what they were doing there. And I, I really feel like it was a good way to get these guys established and a good way to build them up. And I hope they continue to use those guys in that in that uh, respects. Yeah, I mean, for me, in terms of WWE, uh, not not to skirt around what's happening in WWE, but for me, it's the guys who uh, were let go that have circled back around and have reestablished themselves during this pause. So you're talking about, obviously, guys like Rusev, who's who's now Miro in AEW. You're talking about Heath Slater. You're talking about uh, Gallows and Anderson, who are in, at Impact now, EC3. Um, that list yeah. of names, Deanna Perazzo, who was part of NXT, um, sh- you know, these names have uh, taken a-, a terrible event, losing their job at, you know, arguably what people deem as it may not be our favorite, but the top of the ladder when it comes to professional wrestling um, and really having to go reinvent themselves. EC3 obviously sticks out to me on that list just because of what he did on social media with reinventing himself, um, just controlling your narrative, his whole thing. Um, and he that was that was a raving success. He he knew what to do, and he really did reinvent himself. And now he is is at a higher level than he was at WWE, being un, underutilized or even unutilized. Period. Um, in that, so I think that that those people are worth mentioning too. Uh, they took a crappy situation and made the best of it, and actually used it to elevate themselves in a different promotion. Um, so. Yeah, so great combo, man. I um, it, It's crazy to think about how long this has been going on. Uh, this pause has sort of become a way of life for 2020 with 
not really a clear end in sight. And so this is kind of, you know, at, at, at the risk of sounding really cliche, this is the new normal. Um, uh, but as we say every week, we can look forward to NWA Power coming back. Um, we know that that is in the works. It's been confirmed by uh, Nick Aldis, by William Patrick Corgan. Um, so we've got that to look forward to. We continue to have UWN Primetime Live to look forward to. We had a great episode this past week with the uh, the other first round matches of the um, UWN Championship Tournament, which is going to be really entertaining. So we got some more of that coming up this week um and just a lot of great wrestling obviously this weekend we got hell happening fury or not hell happening fury that was the last one this is the tournament out of hell uh mission pro wrestling tonight on the title match network uh our show this is the nwa podcast is a sponsor of tonight's show and we could not be more honored to be a part of that so head over to title match network and uh get your subscription and watch that live tonight um and then tomorrow night we got full gear aew we've got um a lot of, of vested interest from the NWA community in that show. We've got uh, Allison Kay versus Serena Deeb for that NWA uh, Women's Worlds Championship. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and then obviously coming up on Tuesday, we got UWN Primetime Live. Uh, J-Cal, what you got on the docket this week over at the Alliance Club? At the Alliance Blog, well, we got a lot more of what we've been doing. That's for sure. We got Tuesdays. We do the pre-party. We're talking about primetime live. We're going to get into more of the bracketology of the United Wrestling Network World Championship. Of course, we're going to be talking about Aaron Stevens and the question mark reuniting, and it feels so good to take on the oh, NWA Tag Team Champions. Yeah, man. Uh, so, and we'll be, you know, we'll be talking about the fallout from uh, uh, Full Gear. Who's going to be the women's champion coming into? Uh, you know, what's next for the NWA. We'll find out, of course, on Saturday. Um, and I'm still going to be talking about who, uh, what, what, what's going to happen with Thunder Rosa. They're, they're crowning a champion for Mission Pro. So that all that we're going to be talking about on Tuesday. Of course, uh, then on Thursday, uh, we'll be recapping the pay-per-view, kind of like what you guys do on uh, Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, we, we try to break down the news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance and the United Wrestling Network. So, it all kind of plays together. And then uh, I know you guys will be talking Sunday night. You, are you guys going live tonight? No, we're not going live tonight. We will be uh, active on social media and probably in our in our NWA fam Discord. So if you're not a part of that, hit us up and you can join the chat over on our Discord channel. Um, but we will be live, as you mentioned, on Sunday night. Uh, we'll be covering uh, as well all the fallout from, uh, from uh, the Tournament Out of Hell tonight as well as Full Gear tomorrow night. Um, so we'll be live around eight o'clock Sunday night and then we'll be live right after UWN Primetime Live on Tuesday night around 1040, 1040-ish around there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a lot coming up. Uh, we've, we've had kind of little bits of wrestling here and there, but I feel like this week is gonna be one of those weeks that it's like ramped up to a hundred. So I'm super excited about it. There's gonna be a lot to talk about, um, but J-Cal, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, that is the Alliance blog. Is that is that your handle on all the socials? You got it. That's it. Alliance blog. I am. Hey, it's Will from at the NWA pod. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Um, let us know who you think. Who did we miss? Who has, has been a breakout star during this pandemic pause that you want to voice your opinion about? Um, and as always, uh, join us again next Friday at 3 p.m. noon Pacific right here for the Friday hot tag. See you later, J. Cal. Be well, my friend. Get positive, stay positive. <laughs>